ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Bolivia, Ireland, and Switzerland, and in the states of Arkansas, Hawaii, and Tennessee, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say this with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is, listen to the sound E. E removes hidden levels of fear. Buy a tuning fork or something that makes the sound E. Listen to E daily or when you are particularly worried or fearful. If you have a good ear for music, you can sing the note E. Finding easy ways to remove fear is essential for our mental health especially with the threat from variants of the COVID virus. Fear weakens our immune system and also separates us from our connection with the spiritual realm. When our thoughts and emotions are focused on love, it is easier for us to connect with our loved ones on the other side. When we are fearful that we are doing something wrong or forbidden or that we couldn't possibly hear, see, or sense the presence of our loved ones, then we make it more difficult and sometimes impossible to connect with them. The, the more we believe that our loved ones are communicating with us, the more we will experience them in our lives. We can set an intention to communicate with them. Then pay attention to dreams and waking thoughts and experiences for signs from them. Spirits communicate in different ways, and we receive those messages by seeing, hearing, and or sensing their presence. We can even meditate with heart music to help bring in the spiritual energy. 
Even if you just get a fragment of something, believe it, trust it, and the communication will deepen and grow. When communicating with the spiritual realm, I always say their name and ask three times if they are that person. I wait for a yes or no response after each question. The rule of the spiritual realm is that they must answer truthfully by the third time you ask. To increase your trust in their answers, sound the note E to clear away any interfering fears and negative thoughts. For those concerned about violence, climate change, the environment, the economy, the pandemic, let's do three techniques that provide spiritual protection from fear. The first visualization helps heal the earth and us of fear and replaces it with love. Do it with me now. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big, bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this when you leave the house and when you're feeling anxious. Let's do the third one together. Say, please surround me in the sacred rainbow energy of love. See and feel a rainbow surrounding you for 300 feet or more in all directions. This is good to do every morning. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change. Our guides and angels are always trying to help us in the most loving way possible. My friend Scott was telling me how he used to believe that he was being tested. Now he understands that he's being given certain experiences in life that are designed to help him grow and learn. He isn't being judged. He's being guided to heal, to love himself, and to bring forth the best parts of himself that he had hidden out of fear. The right guides, angels, and teachers appear as if he is ready. As sorry, as he is ready for what they have to offer. There are no missed opportunities. There is only right timing. By participating in my guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, you will be able to turn to your inner self for comfort, strength, support, guidance, and manifestation. In addition, a thousand angels will come in to help you achieve your personal business and spiritual goals. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world. For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. We can all use help, and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear, which includes happiness, 
gratitude, abundance, peace, joy, compassion, forgiveness, positivity, and all good things as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Dr. Kenneth Doka, who's here to talk about when we die, extraordinary experiences at life's end. After our episode last week with our guest, Raven Keys, I received the following email from Mary. I loved hearing Raven's story about how she became involved in medical Reiki. The way she described medical Reiki was so heartfelt that if I ever need surgery, I want to have medical Reiki during the procedure. I worked with cancer patients for many years, and the part I always felt was missing in their treatment plan was emotional and spiritual support. As she shared in the interview, a person's outlook or mindset impacts their recovery and overall outcome. It is so exciting to think about the difference medical Reiki can make in a person's attitude going into a procedure as well as shortened recovery time. I can't wait to hear more about the television series she and Kat Young are working on. Blessings to you, Dr. Paula. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate your email and good wishes to me. For anyone who missed this episode, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on alternative healing methods, please listen to some of my previous shows like November 12, 2020 with Bonnie McLean, Integrative Medicine, a Powerful Tool for Healing. June 29, 2017 with Jennifer Gell, Healing Through Ancient Wisdom and Modern Science Combined, and January 22, 2015 with John Ayo, Biofeedback and Energy Healing. You can hear these shows or any others that you have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Optimal Health, Rest, Relax, Meditate, posted in March 2015. This blog reminds us that we must allow time in our busy schedules to rest and rejuvenate to be truly healthy. Here is an excerpt. A few years ago, I was preparing a speech and feeling very stuck. I couldn't find the center of it and just kept bumping up against a brick wall. I was very frustrated. Although the amount of time I had to prepare was shortening, I did what seemed to me at the time to be very foolish. I walked away from my desk and went to dance tango. To my surprise, when I got home, the speech almost wrote itself. I experienced firsthand what I'm describing to you. I needed to give my brain a rest, relax, and then I came back renewed, refreshed, and dynamic. 
Actually, although I didn't understand this at the time, dancing Argentine tango gave me the same benefit that meditation would have. It was actually one of the ways that I learned to focus my attention and let go of distracting thoughts. To read the rest of this blog or any of my other blogs, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on Dr. Paula Speaks Her Truth. My current affirmation is, you are loved, all is loved. Say it with me now, you are loved, all is loved. When I posted this on LinkedIn, Bobby wrote this comment, wonderful affirmation. I have modified it for personal use. I am loved. All is loved. I will use your version as a nonverbal blessing in interactions with others. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Bobby. I love your modification and that you understand the importance of blessing others. I say this affirmation at the end of every show because love is the great healer. Love connects us to each other and to the divine. As more of us believe and understand this, we will transition to a world of love, leaving behind the fear that is so ever-present in our daily news, thoughts, and conversations. Every experience has a silver lining given to us in love. It's up to us to find it and focus on gratitude for the learning and growth it brought us. Say this affirmation with me one more time. You are loved. All is loved. Now for my silver lining story. My relationship with my mother had been difficult until the last year of her life, when we had a breakthrough and healing. Since we only saw each other twice a year, we had two good visits during which we enjoyed being together. I was grateful for that beginning and for the deepening after she transitioned. It began the morning of her funeral when upon waking I was pulled out of bed and rushed outside to see a magnificent rainbow. I had never felt anything like that before, and I knew it was a sign from my mother that she was okay. My next awareness of her presence was when a friend pointed out that when I looked at my mother's picture, her cheeks, eyes, and forehead grew lighter as if the picture was being lit from behind. Since then, I have shown the picture to many people who all watched as her face lit up. Recently, I moved her picture to a spot where I pass it several times a day. Each time, her smile catches my attention. I feel the love and light coming from her, smile back, and thank her. Sometimes her smile is so big I can't help but laugh. She has been adding to the joy of my day as I allow myself to soak in the love. It was so hard for her to show when she was on earth. Yesterday, I was in the grocery store when my eye was drawn to the gladiolas. Mother always bought gladiolis when they in season, and she cared for them lovingly. A red bunch caught my attention first, but I was thinking maybe I'd like some orange ones. As I walked closer, I knew my mother had picked that first red bunch and that I was supposed to buy them. 
They've been on my table all day, and they're magnificent. I know my mother chose them for me. I don't know why, but I don't have to. I just know I feel her love every time I look at them. And then a smile comes across my face and a warm feeling inside. She has helped me in numerous ways in the 25 years since her transition. All the pain from our early earthly relationship is gone. All we have now is love and gratitude. Our guest, Dr. Kenneth Doka, Ph.D., has edited or written over 35 acclaimed academic books on death-related subjects as well as Grief is a Journey. A senior consultant for the Hospice Foundation of America, Dr. Doka gives about 30 keynote speeches a year. He's president of the Association for Death Education and Counseling and the International Work Group on Death, Dying, and Bereavement. Dr. Doka was a professor of counseling at the College of New Rochelle and is the author of When We Die, Extraordinary Experiences at Life's End. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on, click on the link on this page to follow us on social media, and I will send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. While on my website, learn more about renting my two guided meditation videos. One connects you to two of your past lives and the other awakens your inner angelic light body. Rent them at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, who would you like to communicate with who is on the other side? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Kenneth Doka, who's here to talk about When We Die, Extraordinary Experiences at Life's End. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. This interests you if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation, or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaul at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down who you would like to communicate with on the other side. I'm so grateful to welcome Dr. Kenneth Doka, who's here to discuss When We Die, Extraordinary Experiences at Life's End. Um, Welcome to the show. It's really an honor and a privilege to have you on. Um, You've done such... Oh, you're welcome. And and you've done such important work um, and and over a a long period of time. Tell us how... Was this a natural interest or what happened that drew you to these types of extraordinary experiences? Well, um, I've actually been in the field of, of working with, with both the dying and bereaved for really literally this summer 50 years. Uh, and, uh, and over time, uh, and, and again, my orientation um, really was, was, was very scientific, and uh, I'm a clinical sociologist, I'm a researcher, and but over time, as and a counselor, and over time, as I worked with people, both the dying and bereaved, um, I began to to witness the experiences, the extraordinary experiences that they had, and and over time, had a few myself. Um, and a, a number of years ago, a um, woman by the name of Terry Daniels had asked me to speak at a conference called an Afterlife Conference, and um, at the time, I questioned her whether. She really wanted me, you know, given my orientation, and I gave a presentation there. Uh, she finally talked me into it. She was persistent, and I gave a presentation there where really basically I said, you know, look at um, these are some of the experiences that people have. They're they're well known. They're well documented. They're they're documented throughout history across cultures, um, and I kind of took a uh, a stance of. 
you know, here they are. Here, here's the data. Here's, here's what people are experiencing. Um, find your own, you know, whatever explanation works for you is fine. Um, and, and I was really surprised how well it went over. And I thought maybe, you know, so many of the books in this field are written by people who are um, what you might call true believers or debunkers. And I thought it would be nice to, to really write a book that said, these are experiences that people have. As I said, they're well-documented. Um, and, and what do you think of them? And that was the orientation of the book. Um, that's really powerful because you're not trying to um, indoctrinate. You're just sharing um, what people have experienced. And, you know, with the preponderance of evidence with so many um, extraordinary experiences, at some point, maybe we need to begin to think about ordinary experiences, that these aren't unusual. It's just that some people are paying attention and believe yeah. them and others aren't. Yeah, I, I use a term that's been sort of used in the field, but when I talk about, um, you know, when you look at the word extraordinary experiences, which is often used for experiences that people have um, after bereavement, um, they're really relatively common. About 60% of people report these experiences. You know, it may be that they smell a smell associated with the person or, or um, see the person or hear the person, all kinds of uh, unusual experiences. So can, can you um, also talk, I, I know it's, you also encompass what um, happens prior to death. Can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about some of those experiences? Yeah, and, and of course they really vary. Probably the most well-known um, and certainly well-documented would be what we have called the near-death experiences. You know, and this goes back to, to a lot of work that was done in the, um, in the 1970s uh, by a number of different people. And these are the experiences where people have been um, resuscitated from... Um, from some kind of a, a uh, from a near death experience, maybe a drowning, maybe a heart attack, and and they report these images of uh, of seeing people uh, on the other side, or of um, of seeing a bright light in a tunnel, and then somehow being called back. Um, and again, in in different cultures, it may be interpreted in different ways. In the South Pacific. Um, you know, one of the groups there t talks about being on a tunnel in a lagoon and, and being pushed back, you know, from this lighted path. Um, so so these, are, these are different. Probably less well-known is, is the work of um, uh, uh, Patricia Kelly and, and Margaret uh, Callanan, and they talk about nearing-death awareness. And nearing-death awareness is where somebody who's um, close to death um, um, has an experience that death is going to come very in, uh, um, imminently. So, um, so for example, um, it may be a person who's who's dying, and all of a sudden says, um, "You know, I, I yesterday I was, wakes up one morning and says, yesterday I was speaking to Grandma, and you're thinking, well, Grandma died 20 years ago.' You know, so they'll talk about seeing people on the other side, 
or they'll talk about travel. You know, so here you have somebody who's bedridden who can barely get to the the bathroom, or maybe not even get to the bathroom. Um, and and all of a sudden he's saying, "Oh, I got to get ready. I'm going on a trip tomorrow." Um, this kind of thing. Or sometimes it's just an awareness of death. That, that's what happened with my own dad. My dad was in hospice care. Um, he was, you know, uh, he was he, he knew he was dying, um, but he had stabilized, and uh, and we had just celebrated Thanksgiving together as family. And, and then one day he woke up, the Monday after Thanksgiving, he woke up and he said, am I dying? And his question wasn't, you know, do I have a terminal disease that's going to kill me? He knew that. He knew he was in hospice. He knew what that meant. But it seemed to be very much more imminent. And, and I, you know, my mother said, you better get on the phone with him. So I talked to him and I said, what's going on, Dad? And he said, I, I don't know. He says, I just feel different. And I said, are you in any pain? And he said, no. And so, um, you know, one of the siblings, we, we took turns watching him in this period of time and helping my mother. So each sibling had a few days. Um, but we all came down for this. And we stayed with him all day. Um, and that night, um, he um, he told us, you know, he's feeling a little bit better. And we should all go to our old rooms and, and go to bed. And then when we woke up in the morning, he had died. And my sister always felt very bad about that, that we should have stayed there. And and I think the truth was he needed us to be there, um, but we couldn't be there at the moment he passed. Um, so that would be an example of just having awareness of dying. As I said, it wasn't um, that he saw de- deceased relatives. It wasn't that he uh, was talking about travel, but he just knew that this was going to be the day. Um, and then a- another kind of experience um, that's very remarkable and, and probably less well-known, but, but often experienced by people who work in nursing homes or hospitals or hospices, is what's called terminal lucidity. And terminal lucidity is where somebody who's in a coma or maybe has dementia or, um, and all of a sudden um, they're, they're basically un, uh, incommunicative, and then right before death they seem to um, be very, very lucid. Um, the first case was recorded of this in, in the uh, late 1800s, uh, and it was a woman in Germany who had a very uh, severe uh, um, intellectual dis- disabilities, what we used to call mental retardation. Um, she never spoke, and, uh, and she was in an institution, and all of a sudden, the day, um, one day she woke up, um, uh, she was in a coma at this point, and she woke up and she sung a very coherent hymn about dying. Um, and, and the staff were amazed, and then she died that night. Uh, and it's interesting, the implications of that, because the chaplain and the director of the institution who witnessed it were so taken back by it that they actually opposed Hitler's plan, you know, at great risk for themselves, to euthanize um, patients like, uh, like Katie Elmer. Wow. Um, I'd like to share two quick experiences that uh, about each of the things that you said. Um, My father passed away decades ago and but and at that point, um, doctors weren't talking to patients about dying. And and in fact, his doctor forbid us to talk to my father, even though we all knew he was dying. Um, and and moments before he died, and it was also at a time when it, you couldn't go into the ICU except one person at a time, 
and mm-hmm. um, and only for five minutes. And suddenly he he yelled to the nurse, "I want my wife now!" And um, and, and they went and got her. And within a couple minutes after she came, he passed away. And I'm certain, you know, that he knew he was about to transition and wanted her there for comfort and in that last moment. Um, and, and the other thing was about terminal lucidity. My aunt was in a coma and she woke up and the nurse came in and said, and she was very lucid and the, the nurse said, oh, let's have some ice cream and have a party because my aunt's son was there at the time. Um, she was 95, he was in his 70s, and they all had ice cream, they had a celebration, and she died, you know, went back into the coma and died shortly after, but she had that moment of joy, and the nurse was, hospice nurse was aware enough, um, you know, to, to grab that moment. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and some people, and sometimes and it was good that she interpreted that because sometimes what happens in those cases is that the family may think, oh, she's rallying, she's going to be, um, they, they may misinterpret it as a kind of rallying call, you know, um, and expect the person to continue to get better when that's not what it means. So this is a good time um, to celebrate a life, to, to finish any business, to say, you know, uh, if you know, just to say I love you and I'll miss you, and uh, and I'm I'm glad you came back for a few minutes. Um, yes, and I, I had a similar experience with my father. Um, the day um, during the day before that night when he passed, and um, he was extremely lucid, at, much more so than he had been, and by that time. I knew enough that, you know, this was temporary, but he, you know, had a heart-to-heart conversation with me, which he had, kind of conversation he had never had, was I a good father? And, you know, it, it was clear he was thinking about his life and sort of getting himself in order, getting ready to transition. Yeah, one of the things that I think is, you know, I, I think, when we're when we're dying, we have three uh, spiritual needs, and one of those I think is to is to look back on your life and say, did it matter and did it count? Um, did I make a difference? And um, and again, you know what I often suggest to families, you know, who often say, one of the common questions I get when I speak about, you know talking with dying relatives is, well, what can I say? And, you know, and there's really two answers to that. And, and one answer is whatever you talked about before, it's appropriate to talk about now. But the other answer is simply to say, if the person really affected your life, um, this is a good time to, to tell them, you know. And, um, you know, and my father was a, a classic 50s father in that, you know, um, you know, mom really had a, a major role in raising the kids and, um and, you know, and his job was to work and be the breadwinner. Um, and, and I remember when he was dying, um, I sat down and I told him some of the really meaningful times that, that we had together. And I used to tell him how much I, I used to love it when, um, you know, we lived in, in, in New York in, Ast- in Astoria. Um, we lived by the East River. And, um, and I used to love it when, when, he, when he was coming home from work. 
Uh, and if I knew supper was going to be a little late, I was maybe four or five years old, six years old, I'd run out and I'd say, Dad, can we go to the river and watch the boat? Supper's going to be another half hour. And he'd say, get in the car, kid, you know, and we get in the car and we'd, we'd watch the boats. And I never realized what a sacrifice that was until I had my own son and I'd be coming home from work and I'd be tired and I'd be just wanting to get inside and take off my shoes. And then my son would come running out saying, I need to go to practice. I need this. I need that. Um, and I'd say, okay, get in the car. We'll, we'll go get it. Um, you know, and I, and I shared that with him and he started crying and he said, but I, I always, um, I always wanted to take you to a ball game, you know? And I laughed and I said, dad, I hated to go to ball games. Um, I said, that's one of the positive things that I'm going to say about you in, in my eulogy. You know, he never made me go to a ball game and he <laughs> laughed and it was just a, a wonderful moment. And, you know, and again, if we can share those, those times, um, where we really kind of were touched by a person, um, that's one of the greatest gifts we can give dying people, or living people for that matter. Absolutely. We don't have to wait until they're literally on their deathbed. We can share the gratitude um, before. It was really heartfelt and beautiful, and I, I appreciate all the information and the beautiful stories you're sharing. We need to go to break, and then we'll come back and talk um, about um, after-death experiences. And I know you have a wealth of information about that to share with us. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, while you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. you receive the information on all our shows, important information from each show, and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down what communications have you received that you didn't trust? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Kenneth Doka to talk more about when we die, extraordinary experiences at life's end. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what communications have you received that you didn't trust. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Gabriel can help you. And I'm so thankful we're here with Dr. Kenneth Doka talking about when we die, extraordinary experiences at life's end. Um, I, I'm so grateful for the information that you're sharing. It's so rich, and there's depth and breadth, and you you share it with such clarity and um, conciseness. So I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Um, thank and you I was so much. Wa- I'm so honored to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and I'd like us to talk about um, experiences after a death. What um, what are, are some of the common ones or some of the ones that really stood out for you? Well, you know, I, I think that, that probably um, I want to go back to the uh, work of Lou Legrand who talked about, and, and it's funny how, how his language changed from, uh, he was the one who coined the term uh, extraordinary experiences, um, in terms of um, in terms of these kinds of things, but what what they really were are these experiences where we have some sense of the deceased coming back into our life, and and we can experience this in many many ways. Um, sometimes it can uh, it, it can be an actual sense experience. Um, you know, when I, when I was a, a young counselor, maybe about twenty seven, twenty eight years old, and just starting in the field. Um, one of the things that, that happened is that I had a woman come to me, um, and she was, um, her, her daughter had died uh, of sudden infant death syndrome around three years of age. And that's, you know, it's old for that to happen, but still within the range. And, um, and, and you know, and we, and we were counseling, and one of the issues in counseling was, do I dare have other children, you know, because they can't tell me this won't happen again and I can't live through this again. And one day she walked into my office and, and she said, um, you know, when it, before I, I came to you today, I walked into my daughter's old room 
and she said the smell of, of, of her perfume was pervasive, and, and I asked her to explain that to me, and she said, um, well, you know, I, I used to have this, I used to use this particular perfume, and whenever I was, you know, putting it on for one reason or another, uh, my daughter would, would ask that I put it on her as well, um, and and she said, um, so I would, you know, I would do that, and um, and she'd go around the room making sure everyone see, saw how nice she smelled, and she smelled just like mommy. And when she died, the last thing that this mother did before they closed the casket is she anointed her daughter with this perfume um, and then uh, put the bottle in the casket um, and, and, of course, switched to another brand because the association with her daughter was so painful for her that she, you know, she, she didn't want to smell that smell again. And she said, when I walked into the room, the odor of that perfume was all over the room. Um, and this had been months after her daughter had died and months after this had happened. And, um, you know, I was a young counselor. Um, I didn't really know how to respond it. You know, I, there was nothing in the literature about that. And I thought, gee, um, is she hallucinating? Should I be really worried? Um, but it didn't seem that she was worried. And, and, I, and I stumbled, and I probably asked the right question, um, not because of skill, just because I was trying to figure out what, 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 what to say. And I said, what did that experience mean to you? And she said, what it meant to me was that it was my daughter telling me she was okay. And soon after that, she terminated therapy. She had three other children. And uh, the last time I, I heard from her, her next child, who was a boy, uh, she sent me a notice of his graduation from college, so, which I loved getting. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so, uh, so it was really, and that was years, years later. Um, so sometimes it can be a sense experience. Sometimes it can be dreams, very, very common, obviously. Uh, sometimes it could be, um, oh, uh, um, a sense of presence. Um, for example, this is one of my most powerful experiences. Uh, a number of years ago, I had a good friend, and he was dying very young of cancer, and I was godfather to his young son. His son was his son. He died the day before his son's fourth birthday, literally, uh, and. Um, and, you know, and when I, my last visit, he, you know, he really was, really reminded me that I was this boy's, you know, his son's godfather and please keep an eye on him and, and that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, and, and we did, um, you know, uh, his son Keith became, uh, like a second son, uh, member of our family. We took him on vacation with us. We did, you know, we took care of a lot of things for him and, um, and then one year, uh, we took him to uh, this place in the Bahamas that he loved, Atlantis. And, um, and, you know, when he was having the time of his life, and, you know, my son, who was much older, was enjoying having this, you know, this, this guy, little guy with us. Uh, and they were doing a lot of things together. And it was just a great, great vacation. And, um, and, and I just decided to take a walk on the beach. And when I was walking on the beach, the only way I could describe this experience is that I felt every uh, cell in my body was being individually hugged. And I felt the presence of my friend Mike. Um, and, um, and, I, you know, and, I, and it was kind of very powerful, but also very sad because I, you know, this was a number of years later, and, and I thought he was thanking me for keeping my promise and keeping my pledge. But at the same point in time, it also had a valedictory sense that he was also going, saying goodbye and, you know, and kind of giving me the message, I, I have to move on now, I have to move beyond now, um, but thank you. 
Um, and it was just one of the most incredible experiences I had in my life. Um, other people will have experiences where uh, maybe something in nature. Um, Lou Legrand's first experience of this was um, when his um, when when one of his clients, he was a counselor too. One of his clients came in and said, "I, you know, said every time I, her son had died about 16 years old, 17 years old in a car crash, and she said every time I come to see you, I stop at his his grave, which is on the way." And she said, today when I stopped at his grave, there was a, a hawk um, that was perched on his, his gravestone. And it didn't fly away right away. Um, it kind of knocked his head and looked at me and then slowly flew away. And, and Lou, probably as dumbfounded as I was, um, um, said, and, and that has relevance to your son. And she said, yeah, my son's nickname was Hawk. Wow. And, and then the last kind of experience that people have is often um, what we call a third-person uh, experience where somebody else says something which seems like a message from the other person or, or validates something you thought about the other person. Um, so, for example, um, my son was very close to his grandmother, um, and, um, and when, when she died... Um, he was, he was actually, he had actually moved into the city, um, and he was getting ready to get married, so he asked to live with her, and she really enjoyed having him, and uh, just for a few months till he got settled into the city and got a few months' salary. We live about 70 miles north of the city, so he can get his own apartment and, and, and certainly get ready for his wedding, um, and... Um, and one day, um, you know, she died uh, after a fall, and um, and he took comfort from the fact that she was with his, you know, she loved um, her husband, my, or his grandfather, my father, very, very much, and um, and he took comfort from the fact that she's at least with Grandpa, and that was very important to her. And then one day, as he was walking up the street, this old neighbor called him over, and he said to him, Michael, my, my wife had this wonderful uh, dream last night that she saw your mother and father. And even though they were in their 70s, they'd still walk hand in hand. Everyone thought uh-huh. it was very cute, you know, that this, this old couple would be walking like they were teenagers, you know. And he said he saw your mother walking up up the street with your father hand in hand, and that brought a lot of comfort to my son at the time. But these are the kinds of experiences that are that are again not uncommon uh, and very widely shared by people who've uh, who've had them. How beautiful. Um, we just have a minute left, but I'd like you to touch on, please, what how what do you suggest to people who haven't had these experiences and want to with um, someone who's on the other side? Um, you know, one of the things that, that I, and I, and I give a couple of suggestions, um, one of them in the book is what I call a virtual dream. And a virtual dream is where um, you kind of take some objects um, and then put them together and imagine how they would fit in a, a kind of narrative. And sometimes when people do that, it, it frees them up uh, to actually have some of these experiences. But, of course, the other thing is, is simply, you know, sometimes we, we may not have these experiences, but that doesn't prevent us from thinking about the imprints they've had on our lives. 
uh, and, and the ways that, that we still hold a continuing bond with them. Whether we have these experiences or not, we have memories uh, of the person that we can reflect upon. The person has given us legacies that we can look upon, you know, uh, you know things that uh, they've given us habits that we do. Um, you know, all these kinds of things. So we, we have to recognize that even if we don't have these experiences, they're part of our biography. And we endure an ongoing and continuing connection with them um, that can never be broken. It's one of the ways our theories of grief have changed. We no longer look at getting over or getting past grief. We, we look at learning to live with the loss. And part of that is that we always acknowledge we're going to have a bond with the people who are important in our life, and that bond will still continue. That's really beautiful. And, and just to appreciate what we have and bring them into our life through those positive memories and through the love connection. Thank you so much, Dr. Doka. You have been just a gift to all of us. Thank oh, you. Well, thank and you. And your show is such a gift, and I'm just so honored to be on it. Thank you so much. I feel the same way having you on. So it's um, it, it's mutual, and I wish you all the best. And I encourage everybody, you're welcome, everybody to purchase When We Die, Extraordinary Experiences at Life's End. It's rich and important information. Um, and also go to the website, drkendoka.com. Um, and I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook and other social media Rent my past life regression workshop video and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading the Akashic Records or tarot, past life regressions, dream interpretation, channeling your family guardian angel, and more. And I'm also available to video conference, a custom design workshop or speech for you, or any of my speeches or workshops, such as dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, 21 steps for healing the body, discovering hope and silver linings, the Ohm Awakening or the Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process or I can design something specifically for you and your group. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Gabriel, who's the Archangel over communication. Ask for his help in addition to whoever else you pray to, to help you communicate with your loved ones on the other side. Use your own words or say something like, 
Archangel Gabriel, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me communicate with my mother. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Gabriel, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me trust the communication I am receiving from my mother. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday when Kimberly Meredith joins us to discuss Awakening to the Fifth Dimension on September 2nd when Joanne Calabrese will be here to talk about Growing Mindful Explorations in the Garden to Deepen Your Awareness. And on September 9th when Pam Montgomery will join us to discuss Plant Spirit Healing, a guide for working with plant consciousness. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.